0: Hallelujah. Now that I've done all my announcements and presentations, so we're going to now go into the message. Are you ready for God's word today? Amen. So Father, we ask that you speak to us. We are ready. We are willing. We want to hear what your spirit is saying to your church. We want to be sons and daughters who prioritize your word. We want to be people that you gave a testimony about that they trembled at your word. We want to be like the Thessalonians. They received the word of God not as the word of man, but as the word of God, which is truly is. So we are open today, and we ask you speak to us. We ask that you... Minister to our hearts, challenge us, rebuke us, correct us, instruct us. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So last week I started a message. I said, for your own sake, grow up. That was the message. All right? So now that people still show up again, I can continue the message, right? So, all right? So the challenge is to grow up to become sons and daughters, to put away childish things. And we started from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, uh, where verse 11, Apostle Paul says, gives a, it's like a personal testimony. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, right? I understood as a child, and I reasoned or I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. One of the key (laughs) key ways to really become sons and daughters, mature sons and daughters, is to put away childish things. And now we started to say, so what are childish things? What do childish people do? Childish believers, uh, they do certain things that we must put away. We look at some of this in First Corinthians chapter three, right? We Talk, you know, the Bible clearly says worldliness is one of them, which manifests as jealousy, quarrelling. Right? We looked at those things. Uh, you know, people are just drawn to strife. Immature believers are drawn to strive, They hate correction. All right. They don't know how to handle offense, even though the Bible clearly teaches us how to. They are in, unable to distinguish between good and evil, so they just do all kinds of things. So if you want to grow up, those are things you must put away. You must put away quarreling, jealousy. You must learn to recognize them. You must learn to say, you know what, I'm an adult now. I'm not a baby Christian anymore. I've been saved for a while. Now, if you're newly saved, you're going to go through that phase, no matter what you do, because everybody will go through their baby stage, right? Uh, But at some point, I mean, you need to move away from that. You know, because babies are cute, but nobody wants babies to remain babies forever, right? As cute as they are, you don't want them to remain babies forever. So we're going to continue on that message today to to continue on what are the elements of spiritual childishness. All right? So we're going to look at one more today, or maybe two, depending on what time we are. All right? And I'm going to give you, you know, I'm going to use the analogy of a family. All right, babies. Was in the, you know, one of the things about babies is that they take in more than they contribute to the house. All right, that's one thing about babies. I, I as you know, I'm I'm really interested in finances. You know how, how it connect to our life. So I do read a lot about I do read a lot about financial things. And one of the information you come across is how much it costs to raise a baby in a year. When I started looking at this number, it used to be $13,000 about there, a year that it cost. Today, it costs about $17,000 to raise a child. All right? That is, and uh, Brooklyn, uh, Brook, Brookings Institution is one of these think tank uh, organizations in Washington, D.C. They do these every year, or every couple of years they will they were updated, and they used the data. Uh, They estimate that a family will spend $310,000, about that, in 18 years, the first 18 years of raising a child. That's not talking about college, all right? It works out to about $17,000 a year. I mean, they probably didn't talk to some Hispanic people, African people, we can do it cheaper, right? (laughs) I think <laughs> we, we know how to manage our money a little better. Huh? We don't. <laughs> we, we, maybe, maybe we, you know, maybe 10%, 20% cheaper. But the fact is, it's very expensive to raise a child, right? It's very, very, very expensive. It's not cheap. It's something that really, really takes money. So if you're not ready for it, don't do it. All right? On top of that, babies are a lot of work. Even if you have the money, babies are a lot of work. They consume a lot of energy, right? They consume a lot of time. All right? When you give back to a baby, they become the center of attention, right? Every energy is around the baby. All right? Every energy. I mean, babies make you do crazy things. I mean, I, I once had to suck my, my son's nose with my mouth. <laughs> out of desperation, the guy, the, this, this thing wouldn't stop coming out of his nose. All this thing that you use wouldn't work. And the guy is about to choke, right? What am I supposed to do? So I close my eyes, I pretend, I pretend like I'm in Jamaica and I suck it, threw it out. And when I went and rinse my mouth. I mean, that's crazy things babies will make you do. You need to save this baby's life. Wow. 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 So babies really—they require a lot. People without emotional energy—that's why some people choke their baby to death and do crazy things like that because they can't handle this. They think they can. They become the center of attention once you have a baby, right? You can't sleep well, especially the first few months. I mean, you can't. I mean, they wake up every two, three hours. And you have to wake up. They cry. You have to take turns, right? Everybody has to drop what they are doing. And it doesn't get better once they grow up. They become toddlers. You are chasing them around the house. (laughs) All right? Otherwise, they hurt themselves or they hurt something, right? You have to figure out your house is baby-proof. All right? All right? And as soon as soon as, no, as soon as they pass that stage, then they are doing all kinds of activities. Oh my God! Karate, music, soccer. I mean, I mean, like, like you have no life. I mean, you are drained. No matter what, your Saturdays are gone. Sundays, everything is. A, it's like a, it's like a madhouse. That's what, babies, that's what babies cost, right? But we do all this, most parents, we do all this with joy. You know, sometimes without joy because you have to do it regardless. <laughs> but I think the most important thing is you do it with hope. It's not always with joy, but you do it with hope, hoping that this would not be forever, right? Yeah. They will grow up, right? They will begin to take care of themselves. I mean, that's the joy, and that's why you put in all that, right? You also hope they will grow up gradually and begin to also contribute to the house in one way or the other, right? At first, you have to do everything. You do all the cleanup, you bathe them, right? You brush their teeth, you clean their poop. you do everything, at some point, you expect them to begin to do a little bit of that themselves incrementally, right? And you expect them to do some things in the house, clean up the house, right? And you expect them to do some things for you, you know, like get me the remote. Right. Sometimes I'm sitting on my chair, and I call my son upstairs or my daughter, and I say, "Ebu wa Ife." They come. They say, "Get me the remote." They say, "What?" <laughs> it's right there. I say, "Well, that's why I have kids." What am I going to get for all this work that I did when you were a baby? If you can't get me a remote. So you expect them to begin to contribute, to be part of the family, to not just take, but to also give, right? And that's the joy of parenting. And I think that's the joy of God watching us as children grow to become matured believers. Hallelujah. That's what he wants from us, to become mature. To not just remain babies. It's frustrating when we don't become mature. When we remain babies, still taking in more than we are contributing to the family. So my question to you today is, are you one of those people who consume more than you contribute if that is you then you are a spiritual baby for your own sake grow up you need to grow up now if you are indeed a baby that's fine we are happy to do everything to help you right But if you ought to have grown up, but you're still a baby, then there's a problem. And that's why this message is for you, to challenge you, to ask yourself, are you consuming more than you are contributing? Or are you even contributing at all to the upkeep of the family? Don't forget the church is a family. The church is a spiritual family. It's a family of families. Uh, Just like we have the biological family, the church is a bigger family. It's a spiritual family comprising of biological families. And the church is meant to run that way so that we have babies and we continue to have babies, spiritual babies. People come into the Lord. You know, people just come into Christ and we help the babies to grow spiritually, to know who they are, to know their gift, to know their talent, to to learn the godly characters, right? To begin to really do all that. And they also now begin to do what? They begin to serve. They begin to help others. They begin to help their brothers and sisters. And that's what siblings do. The first grow up and you say, you know, can you help us take care of your sister or brother? Can you also do this? Can you take care of this? And that is really how it's supposed to be. Now, Sometimes in churches, what you find is there are so many spiritual babies being catered to by very few spiritual adults, and it becomes lopsided. Some people are just exhausted because what they are doing all the time is catering to spiritual babies, all right, that are supposed to have grown up themselves. But God is changing that this year. Amen. God is changing that. This is our year of Manifestations of sonship, right? We're growing up. We're becoming sons and daughters. Uh, we might not be where we need to be at the end of the year, but we're going to be further along. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to be further along. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So let's read a passage. Hebrews chapter 5. Hallelujah. So I think I need to fix this. Oh, okay. Sorry. So I'm fixing this. All right. Is it better now? All right. Okay, thank you. So Hebrews chapter 5, we're gonna read from verse 12. He said, In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truth of God's words all over again. So this is really A rebuke. This is really a, a, a it's a rebuke coming from the apostle or the writer of Hebrews. So you by this time you ought to be teachers. You have to be you ought to be further along. You ought to be the one teaching people. And he's using the teacher in the sense of someone that is raising disciples. When they use teacher in the New Testament, they don't talk about someone talking. You know, it's not just they. They use teacher as a discipler. So you say, at this time, you ought to be discipling others. So discipling others involve a lot. Caring for them, teaching them, watching over them, checking on them, you know, correcting, teaching, supporting. At this time, you ought to be doing that. But you still need someone to teach you basic things, elementary truths, you see, you still need us to tell you elementary truths. Things that are very basic, we still need to repeat it to you over and over again. So you need milk, not solid food. I mean, you're still milk dependent. This time, you're supposed to be taking solid food but you still have to rely on milk. You see, anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. You still don't want teaching about righteousness. You still want milk. You don't want people to teach you how to pray. You just want them to pray for you. Once in a while, people come to me. and They say, "Oh, Pastor, can you can you pray for me to know who to marry? Oh, I'm, I'm you know, oh, I'm thinking about this person and this person. Can you just just?" I say, "You're looking for somebody to blame if it doesn't work out." I said, "No, that's your job." Go pray. Go ask God. I'm going to give you a few guidelines. I'm going to pray along with you. I'm not, you know, that's, that's, that's how I do it. I pray along with you. My job is not just to help you hear God. That's your job. All right? But babies want that. They want people to tell them everything. And that's why the babies go to certain churches where the pastor claims to be prophet. That sees for everybody. Oh, this is where you marry. This is where you do this. Oh. Oh, you are going through that problem? Oh, we can pray for you. I mean, seven days of prayer. You know, but we take care of that for you. Just, just, just write a check of five (laughs) hundred dollars. Babies do that. They like to contract their own responsibility to others, and they love pastors who do that, right? So they love milk. They love where people just do everything for them. They don't like to chew. Chew, who wants to chew? chew? Chew involves using your muscles. You know, all those, you know, I don't want to be using all these jaw muscles and bones. You know, when someone can do that for me and I just, just take it in. No, that's not what he's saying. that you. That's not how God wants you to be. You're still an infant if that's how you live. You're not acquainted with teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature. Hallelujah. I love that. Who, oh, by constant use, that is, they exercise themselves. You know, they, 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 they lean in, they exercise, spiritual exercise. They have trained themselves, right? It involves training. Growing up involves spiritual training, spiritual exercise. You know, working on your faith. How can you walk on your faith unless you exercise your faith? Praying, binding, losing, fasting on your own, seeking God, studying the word, you know, just, just doing that. I mean, people who can exercise themselves, they get to a place where solid food is what they want. Hallelujah. They train themselves to distinguish between good and evil. Praise the name of Jesus. So we're going to kind of explain this a little more because the basis of this is spiritual babies. They consume more than they contribute. God wants that to be balanced. You see, God's ideal is that every member of the family consume and, and contribute. And at some point, that becomes almost equilibrium. That becomes balance, all right? Of course, as you become older and older, you actually begin to contribute more than you consume, all right? You know, because that's a sign of maturity. You're not even worried about what you get from people. I remember my last church. This is many years ago now. That's the church I was before I I started Agape House of Worship. When I went to the church for the first time, I was already mature by God's grace. So I wanted so to say it was a relatively new church. So they, you know, everybody's doing church. So I, I went there for the first time. Obviously, everybody knew I was there for the first time, greeted. So I saw a few brothers. And they were like, oh, yeah, you're new today. Everybody was happy I came. And they said, oh, we're going to call you during the week. One of the guys, you know, I took, we exchanged numbers. I said, oh, you know, I'm going to call you. I just moved to New Jersey few weeks before then, maybe two weeks. So I was, I was excited about somebody calling me. I, did, I had no, no friend, nothing. So this is actually the first interaction I was having with people. So the president, and this guy didn't call me. So I, I waited for his call. Didn't call the whole week. I was just waiting, no call. And of course, next week, next Sunday, I went to the church. And I go to the church again, oh, yeah, I forgot to call you, and, you know, like church people do, you know. <laughs> you, know and, uh, you know, I forgot to call you, you know, this week I'm going to call, you know. And I said, okay. And uh, Monday, no call. Tuesday, no call. Wednesday, no call. Thursday. And I was beginning to get angry. I mean, like, what kind of people is that? And the Holy Spirit said, but you are not, you are a mature person, you are not a baby. Call him. So I pick up a call and call him. Hey, brother-son, so how are you? I said, let me check on you. And of course, he felt so ashamed. He said, oh, yeah, you beat me to it. I'm so sorry. You know? And I said, how are you? We We ended up becoming good friends. Uh, But that's what mature people do. Mature people just don't always think everything has to be one way. All right? I mean, sometimes you can pick up a, call, a phone and call too. You don't always have to be the one to, that they call. No, you can take some initiative. As you grow up, you begin to demonstrate those kind of traits of someone that, that can take responsibility and also give. Praise the name of Jesus. All right. So I, I have a few notes here that I that that to kind of dig this, let's dig in a little better. Some of the things I've realized is babies, ritual babies, they need a lot of supervision to do what is right. Right? They need a lot of supervision to do what is right. One of the, the signs of growth is you begin to do what is right because you've trained yourself, right, to know good and evil. Even when you're not being supervised, Philippians two twelve is a case. uh, It's an example where Paul was really commending the Philippian church. He said, "Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, right, but now much more in my absence." Now that's what happens with growth, all right? It's not just when you are being watched, not just when you are being superficial. Some people are so good acting right in church, right? But, they, but outside of church, wow, they throw away all those church things. They throw it away. But in church, they, 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 know how, they know how to be the holiest person, Right? They prophesy, they know how to say, God bless you. They know how to act like angels, but there are devils outside of church, <laughs> especially on Parkway. <laughs> <laughs> they are throwing middle fingers, they are doing all, the, I mean, I mean they, are, they are like doing all these crazy things outside, you're like, bro, I mean, I thought you were in church. I thought you lift up all your hands. But our holy hands become a dirty hands at home. They are slapping someone and kicking somebody else. They know how to do the right thing when they are being watched. Are you that person? You know how to pray when you are being watched. but Your prayer gets louder when people of God show up. You know how to dramatize. You you can speak in tongues when everybody is there. But when no one is there, no, you can't. You can do all these things no maturity means you now know how to do the right thing right even when no one is there because you now know this is the right thing to do you've trained yourself right that is what he's saying here you by, by constant use you've trained yourself to distinguish between good and evil and you choose to do the good And that is what Philippians church, that's what they do. They are now matured, right? They are now matured. Hallelujah. Spiritual babies, they like to be catered to, but they cater to no one, right? They like their burden to be carried, but they are not interested in carrying any person's burden. No, but the Bible actually says we should bear each other's body. Everybody has a body. See, those people carrying your body, those people ministering to you, those people always there for you, those people you always call when you have problems, have you figured out they have their own problems? Has it occurred to you that people you are mad about, mad at, for not reaching out to you? perhaps have a bigger problem than you, that those times they've been reaching out to you, they are reaching out to you in spite of their challenges, not because they have no challenges. Those times they are praying with you, they are praying with you in in spite of having some of their own prayers having not been answered. They are still trusting God for certain aspects of their life But they still take out time to say, This is what mature people do. They bear other people's body. Let me ask you, are you bearing anybody's body? Are you? Can you say, You know, yeah, I'm also a body bearer. I check on some people. I pray for some people. I care for some people. I'm there for some people too. If you can say that, then you're growing. But if you can't answer that, you can't even say, oh, who do I really care for? If it takes you a few seconds to say that, then that's a problem. But that's a sign that you got to fix that. You got to say, you know what, I need to start really helping some other people. I need to start watching out. who's not in church. Or I need to start having some people that I also can say, can I, I want to pray with you. I need to start adding some people to my prayer list too. My prayer list cannot just be about me, myself, and I. No. I should reserve a time of my prayer to people in my life. Hallelujah. That is what mature people do. All right? They bear other people's body. Hallelujah. Babies like to be served, but not willing to serve anyone. They like to be served. They like to act like they are. they're here to be served. I walk into the church, or shall sit me, And if, that, if I don't like where they sit me, I see where, I sit wherever I want. <laughs> and nobody dare question me. Who are you to tell me where to sit? And if you dare that, I'm going to tell you a piece of my mind. (laughs) Those ushers, they were not hired by you. They are serving because they are matured. Some of them can be your boss at work. Right? But because they are spiritually mature, they understand service. I'm going to come and usher other people. I'm going to show them where to sit. Yes, ma'am, welcome. They don't have to do that. They are doing that because as you mature, you serve. You serve others. You facilitate their experience in church. You help create order in church. Alright? So, will you always agree with them? No, but be nice. Alright? Be nice. They are serving. They are serving. So, but spiritual baby, they like to be served. They like for the church to serve them, the church to minister to them, the church to just create online experience. So we, I can sit down my home in Edison <laughs> or in Hillside and be watching. Forgetting about it, there will be no church if some people didn't come here we to put together. How about we all, sit, we all sit at home and watch on Sunday morning? <laughs> Maybe we should do that one day. And just put on the, 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 the screen and the whole place is empty and there's nobody in church. They're going to keep calling, what's going on? And we're like, oh, we're all watching online. <laughs> and guess what? Nothing to watch online. That might be a good experiment. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Babies love to be served. And babies don't serve anybody. If you don't serve, you're a baby. You're not growing. You're a spiritual baby. You're not growing. You're not serving. We have all these avenues of serving. You say, I'm not serving. And you try to hide it on the oh, I don't like church politics. You're right. And you play all the politics on your car, home. You're talking about everything that happened. On. So, hey, did you see that lady that was doing? That's politics you're playing. <laughs> did you hear that testimony? I don't get that testimony you're playing. <laughs> so that's, that's politics you're playing. All right? So you need to serve. Serving is part of your growth. Praise the name of Jesus. Spiritual babies, in fact, let me, before I read, let's read the scripture, Matthew 20. Matthew 20, Jesus said, Whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. Serving is really how to move, it's how to grow in the kingdom, it's service. They must be your servant. Whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man, which is Jesus Himself, did not come to be served. But to serve and to give his life as a ransom to many. That's the model of Jesus. Didn't come to be served, he served. So you must serve. You must build serving into your life. Hallelujah. Next, spiritual babies, they have a victim mentality. What is victim mentality? Victim mentality is an acquired personality. Nobody is born with it. But it's an acquired personality trait in which a person recognizes or considers themselves a victim of the negative action of others. You are always a victim of the negative action of others. The reason why I don't you know I don't go to church is because somebody did this to me. No, it's because you don't want to go to church. Stop lying. The reason I don't like to go to church is because, oh, pastor, just take people's money. You, you don't even know what you're talking about. You don't want to go to church. All right? You don't want to go to church. That's why. Oh, the reason why I stopped coming is because, you know, the last time I came, you know, somebody was praying and they just they were talking about me when they were praying. That's not true. You think you are that important? That will just orchestrate a whole message just about you. I will just, I'll preach a whole 45 message. and be thinking about you while you're printing, while I'm preaching. No, you're not that important. And stop yourself. thinking you're that important. All right, get over yourself. That's, that's, that's. We're preaching the word. If it hits you, just say, praise God. God is dealing. So- That's for me. I claim it. I'm going to work on it. Hallelujah. And if we preach about you, so what? Have you, have you read your Bible and see that those, they were writing about people? There's a guy among you that is sleeping with his mother. Kick him out of church. That's Apostle Paul saying that. I mean, they wrote about people. There's some among you who are divided. Some are saying, I'm for Paul. Some are saying, I'm for Apollo. You think they are not, you think those are not about some people? All right? If we preach about you, it's because it's real, it's not personal vendetta. You need to change. That's why. Praise Jesus. So let's get rid of victim mentality. You see, it is actually manipulation. Babies know how to manipulate this. If babies know what to do, it's manipulation. Some parents fall for manipulation. They just throw themselves on the floor. Because you didn't give them candy. Candy is not good for them. You know that it's not good. But the babies roll on the floor and cry and cry and you are so frustrated, you just give them the candy. You've just been manipulated. You'll you'll be the one to take them to a dentist later. (laughs) Right? Oh, babies. My son, when we were trying to transition him from uh, breast milk to to formula, my wife had to go to work. This is after four months of uh, breast milk alone. (laughs) And the guy cried. I know how babies cry like they are going to die. (laughs) Babies, right? Babies, they cry like they are vibrating. (laughs) So we gave the boy the thing, and he just cried. I refused to, and my wife would give up. And after I said, just go into the room, let just leave me. So we were there for like uh, maybe an hour or two. He would cry, cry, cry. I give him the thing, he would taste it. He said no. And he would cry again, and I'll wait for a while, and I'll go back. After like two hours of back and forth, the boy got the thing, drank it. Oh that was the end of it. We transitioned. Many parents struggle with that, they allow themselves to be manipulated. They think, I mean, this day and age, many of us, we don't, know how to, we don't know how to balance. Kids run your life. I mean, I mean, if you're not careful, you're just going to... You're going to die young if you're not careful. You're going to develop sickness if you're not careful. You need to say, this is what we are doing, this is what we are not doing. They don't have to do everything in the books. You didn't do everything in the books, and you are fine. Yes. So you have to say, this is what we are doing, this is what we are capable of doing. Yes. If you're not careful, you're going to... I mean. Osama, why you're going to fight each other. You're going, to, you're going to say, let's meet on the parking lot and exchange them. You take them to karate. I take them to music. I take them to this. And you are running. People have had accident doing those crazy things. People have had this. So you have to determine the limit. Otherwise, you're going to create yourself over nothing. So you need to just say, this is what we are doing. This is what we are capable of doing. And you are going to be fine and they will be fine. Praise the name of Jesus. Spiritual babies are like that too. They cry. They they exaggerate the pain. They exaggerate everything. They act like, oh, yeah, everything's about to collapse. They complain. They whine. Victim. They've never done anything wrong. Everybody has done everything wrong. That's victim mentality. They like to, any situation, they like to claim victim. That's babies, spiritual babies. They have victim mentality. And we must deal with that. You you have to deal with that. That's the issue. You have to really examine your life and say, am I like that? Is that me? Can I fix it? Praise the name of Jesus. Put away Childish stuff. Hallelujah. For your own sake. You know why it is for your sake? God is an awesome God. Every gift He gives us, He gives us because we are His children. And we I love that, right? Every gift, a gift. He gives. We are his children, just like your child. You're gonna do everything for your child. Because they are your child. You're going to feed them. You're going to bait them. You're going to clothe them. You're going to, you know, you're going to do whatever within your power. But rationally, you're going to limit what you give them based on their age. Right? You're not going to give a 10-year-old your car key. All right? You're going to say, wait till you grow up. All right? When you grow up, you get a car key. When you grow up, you get a phone or something. When you grow up, you, you, you do that with age. Now, you could give them at any time. It's available at any time. All these things are available at any time, but you want to ensure they are able to handle it. Many of us, what we have, they are still crumbs. They are still little things. What God has in store, I has not seen, nor ear heard. It has not entered into the heart of men, the thing that God has for those who love him. It is the Father's wish to give you the kingdom. You see, God wants to give you the kingdom. You are happy with crumbs, and you're acting like crumbs is enough. Crumbs are not enough. God has a bigger plan. He has a bigger platform for you. He has big deal plans for you. But you must show him that you are willing to manage it. You can handle it. I want you to say, Lord, I can handle it. Can you lift up your hands and pray, Lord? Lord, I want to grow up. Help me to grow up. Help me to be mature. Can you ask him? Say, Holy Spirit, teach me. I want to leave this, you know, childishness. No, I want to leave childishness. I want to I want to abandon life of childishness. I want to forsake childishness. I want to be able to get to a place where I do what is right without supervision. That's what it says. I want to get to a place where I begin to work out my own salvation with fear and trembling. I want to be a A believer that obeys you, not just in the presence of others, but even outside. I want to be that kind of a person. I want to be a believer that is not just being catered to, but catering to others' needs. I want to be a body bearer. Help me, Holy Spirit. I I, I just don't want to be served. I want to serve others. Set me free from victim mentality. I want to have a victor mentality. A victor mentality. That's what I want to have. Thank you, Father. We give you glory. We give you honor. Blessed be your name. So, Father, I just pray for your people. Holy Spirit, I commit them to you. I commend them to you. And to the word of your grace. That is able to build us up, build them up, and grant them their own inheritance among those who are sanctified. Lord, raise up sons and daughters out of this place. Lord, we put away childish things, we put them away. We refuse to entertain childish behavior. We say no, no, no. We embrace growth, we embrace growth in the mighty name of Jesus. We embrace a life of progressive growth in the mighty name of Jesus. Growth in Christ. We want to go from glory to glory. We want to go from uh, from, from strength to strength in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Before I go, the Holy Spirit just asked me to pray for some people here. You know, during the worship, I, I, I praise God that we have a little bit of time. During the worship, the Lord just uh, impressed on my spirit the number of people that he wants to get justice for in this house. He said, there's a number of people injustice has been done to you in a major way. And The Lord gave me a word for you. He said, I'm a righteous God, and it is a righteous thing for me to recompense recompense tribulation to those who have troubled you. The Lord asked me to tell you that he's going to fight for you. He said, I'm the Lord. I execute great vengeance upon them with furious rebuke. And they shall know that I am the Lord. When I shall lay my vengeance. A serious injustice has been done and is being done to you the Lord said I'm, I'm raising myself as a God of justice and I'm going to fight on your behalf if you're in that category I'd like to pray for you i like you to stand up so I can pray for you a major injustice has been done to you or is being done to you due to no fault of yours a major injustice is being done to you by people powerful more powerful than you the Lord says, you should just commit it to me. I want you to go to God and say, Lord, I commit this to you. An injustice has been done against me. Lord, you're God of justice. I want you to just release it to God. Say, Lord, I release it to you. I forsake bitterness I forsake, you know, just being bitter or trying to take revenge on my own. I give it to you, Lord. You are the God of vengeance. You are the God of fight on behalf of your people. I release it to you, Lord. I'm going to pray. So, Father, according to your word, you are the God of justice. You're the God that fights on behalf of your people. You said in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 6, it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to those who trouble you. So, Father, I ask, Lord, you will stand up as a God of justice. You will stand up as the mighty warrior. You will stand up on behalf of your people. Every single one of them. You will fight on their behalf. They will sit back and watch you fight. You will give them more than they desire. More than they are asking for. You will trouble those who have troubled them. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you glory. We give you honor. In Jesus' name. We have prayed. Amen. Let's give God a praise. Let's bless Him. Hallelujah. Thank you. Somebody praise Jesus.